Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 159. This week on the show, I've got an awesome conversation with the boys in Dream Racer. Um, Really think you guys are going to enjoy this one. I'm sure that a lot of you maybe aren't familiar with them yet, um, but they're dope and you need to get familiar with them. So uh, they just dropped their brand new single called Save Your Breath. Uh, The guys and I were able to link up on a a Zoom call, kind of everybody doing their own thing. Um, And we talked about all sorts of shit, like the hustle that it takes to be a DIY band and the formation of the band, the sound that they're creating um, and, you know, even being able to perform at Chain Reaction and some very iconic, you know, venues, um, it's just a, a really good conversation if you're trying to find a new band to listen to, you want to be introduced, maybe, maybe you've checked out Weekend Waves, the playlist that we have, and you saw them on there, and you want to know a little more about them, this is the conversation for you on that. Um, definitely hope that you guys, after this conversation, will go check them out, listen to their music, and, you know, playlist them yourselves, and uh, start following them. But for now, let's just dive into this conversation that I had with the boys in Dream Racer. <laughs> so to kick things off, though, I do start with the same boring ass question every time. And it's a simple introduction because I've never come up with anything better. So uh, just kind of I would say go around the room, but, you know, go around the phone room, if you will, and uh, introduce yourself and just kind of a, a short history on your, yourselves in the band. <clears throat> cool. I guess um I'll go first. My name is Robert. I, I sing for Dream Racer. That's my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, Rob. And uh, I'm Anthony. Everyone knows me as Bueno. I play bass. Um, well, I've, uh, well, you know, I've been, I've been knowing Manny and Robert for a while now. You know, we had a previous project years ago and just, you know, uh, excited to be working with them again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think um, this is Manny, but um, I think I've known uh, like Rob and Anthony, maybe like over like 10 years for sure, like easy. Um, we were in a previous project together and um, yeah, like Rob hit me out of the blue, like one day, like on like, I think Facebook or something. And then um, they started jamming together. Then uh, we took um, a little break from that project, you know, kind of like morphed into something else and then um rob hit me up jam like over 2020 and uh we started this project together yeah so it's been a little little bit of a journey yeah well yeah my name is michael i play drums so i'm the i'm the newest member of the group here i met these dudes back in 2020 pretty much right after they finished recording gloomy eyes they were looking for a drummer i was looking for a band and it was it was fate we met in the studio and we've been uh Hey, legit fate that's le- <laughs> that's crazy you know, like, you know, like it was crazy like um rob and i were uh 
working at the studio where we recorded like uh, our first record, you know, and then, um, you know, during that time, like we kind of like we, we knew we, we needed a drummer and um, it got kind of to the point where like, yo, OK, I think now we need to actually find a drummer. And we were literally painting like like this, like this, like the top part of a wall in the studio. We were painting it. And as kind of like as soon as we said that, like Mike walked in and he's like, yeah, I play drums. And, you know, like we, Rob and I both looked at each other and we're like, yeah, dude, let's hit that guy up. I think I think he's it. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. So yeah. um, for people that aren't familiar with you guys, let's let's do kind of the brief history of of the band and the project, because, you know, it, it doesn't sound like on the one side, you know, it seems like a very short time that you guys have, have been together. But on the flip side, in the music industry and with all the shit that happened between 2020 and beyond, like you guys have been able to grow exponentially as a band and see some of the toughest times. What's it been like kind of forming a bond with each other in this project and then having to work through these, you know, the pandemic and things like that? Well, um, you know, like there's there's like some aspects of it that's kind of really like hard and some parts came really easy, you know? I think like um, the relationship part was kind of easy because, you know, like I said, Rob and Anthony and I have known each other for for a while, you know, so picking up a project and, and playing you know, with those guys was like, you know, like it was almost effortless. Um, you know, it was awesome. Um, yeah, you know, like, and uh, I feel like what's really helped us is like uh, the break that we had, you know, from our previous project. And like kind of our experience, you know, that's kind of like helped us like propel the project to where it is now, you know, like, and it's definitely helped uh, shape, you know, like what we have to offer, you know, because we're mature. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mature. Yeah. I mean, definitely it did help with the image and the sound and everything, and, you know, collectively just working together, you know. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, anytime there's a, a pop punk project, you have to ask, who, who are some of the influences? I mean, the list of pop punk and depending on which genre you really want to, you know, go down the rabbit hole in, um, <laughs> pop punk is one of the most robust uh, genres there is. Who were who you guys listening to? Like, who's kind of influenced your life? Well, um, my name's Robert. I'm on right now. So, um, yeah. yeah um, I feel like we're like like a new wave of like 2000s pop punk like emo vibe so we have our own like twist that makes us special special i'd say so uh, uh around that like paramore uh silverstein like census fail and blink i would say uh those take a big part and i'm sure the other guys have their own like taste of things yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why we all got along so well is we all grew up listening to the same music, even though we didn't grow up together necessarily. Me, Rob, and Manny and Anthony all grew up on the same music. Going back to the Blink-182 dashboard, Sum 41, pretty much the heyday of pop punk. That's, that's where a lot of our inspiration comes from. Yeah, so um, for you guys, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, for you guys as you kind of are growing in the, the scene and seeing this resurgence. Um, obviously, the big thing is authenticity, right? Like this is a, it's not a money grab for you guys. It's not a, oh, we know that pop punk is on the rise. Like we're going to go try that thing. But how, 
how much more drive does it give you knowing that this is the genre that's blowing up? Well, you know, like, <laughs> I, I think for us, um, this is kind of like almost like how we play, you know, like when I feel like when Rob plays guitar or when Anthony plays bass or Mike plays drums, like it's, I don't know, for me, this is like how we play, you know, so like it comes natural to like us, you know, so when we play together, we just kind of have like, um, you know, a sound that kind of sounds like pop punk, but I feel, um, you know, there's like, there's like an openness for us to go in other directions, you know, if we wanted to, you know. But I think like the the pop kind of sound um, is something that like we just really dig and um, comes out with it. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's just, it, it, it's what feels right. We're not playing music that's forced. We're not trying to write music just because it sounds cool. You know, it's like we're writing music that we want to play, that we want to listen to, and that's fun for us. And hopefully, that translates to the people that are listening to it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's basically what I was trying to get at is that like. You know, they're I'll throw them out there. I don't give a fuck. Machine Gun Kelly, you know, comes in and just kind of adopts it because he, he sees the resurgence. Um, and that's not what you guys are doing at all. It's, you know, it's coming from the heart. And I think that that comes through a lot better than, oh, the label said that, you know, we can push this project and do this thing. Um, you know, I think quickly the pop punk fans see through that sort of stuff. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's a business aspect to it. And then also there's, you know, this, this organic feel that comes from our music. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that's yep. what you're feeling. You know, that's what you're feeling, that organic, that real, that, that, that emotion and that, you know, the drive of the beat and everything in the music. So I think that alone, the music speaks for itself and, you know, and we're just like happy to be part of that too, you know? Yeah. You know what? And like, I don't think I'm mad at like someone like Machine Gun Kelly or like even Travis Barker helping kind of like morph like um, and popularize the sound now because, you know, ultimately it helps us, you know. So, yeah, you know, that's cool. <laughs> you know, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with the uh, like organic sound that we're going for, you know, especially on our uh, new single that just released. Uh, it's called Save Your Breath. It's uh, definitely about like a heavy breakup um yeah i actually just wrote that like the lyrics and stuff like had a family member not too long ago like been out me on some relationship troubles that was going on at the time so like when writing i try to take real life like occurrences or anything that hits me hard where i feel the pain inside also you know yeah yeah so, and, you know I, that i think I think that's the heart of part of pop punk though, right? Like it's got to be authentic and, and real life. Um, otherwise people just don't give a shit about it. True. Yeah, man. You sure. really can't fake the funk here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, yeah. When I had that fam family member reach out to me, I pretty much conveyed, conveyed all that in and, and um, like we shared that emotion with each other and um, that's how we come out with the lyrics and we write together. Sometimes writing could be hard. I don't necessarily like know the full ins and outs of the of story and the situation. So sometimes I hit like I hit like roadblocks and on the writing process. So when I do run into that, like that roadblock or I don't know, like the full like uh, background or everything, um, I'll just try to like fit in that person's shoes to complete the story. 
that we're trying to write. So, yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's the best way to do it because, you know, if you can put yourself in other people's shoes and kind of see their perspective on things, or, you know, maybe the, the way that they're affected, that also translates out to fan bases and stuff, because now you're, you know, writing something that other people are doing that same thing, stepping into your lyrics and going, man, like that situation sucks, or this is badass. Like, let's go party with our friends, whatever that may be. For sure. Uh, for sure. And um, I think that's, that's where it's at, you know? For sure. Um, I don't think we'll ever like stray away from writing about breakups, heavy breakups, relationship or girls. That's pretty much my go-to. I feel like those topics are important and I hope people could feel some sort of way off those. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, your previous EP. You guys had the EP Gloomy Eyes um, in 2021. So it's been out a little over or right around two years now, I guess. Um, and then just dropped the new single to kind of show your evolution and your growth. What did it mean, though, to put together that first EP and get that out in the world and say kind of like, hey, guys, here we are. This is what we're we're about. Yeah, you want to take that on, Manny? <laughs> um, yeah, like, um, you know, it felt really great because um, I feel like when Rob and I, um, you know, kind of got together and started jamming these songs out, we told each other, you know what, dude, like, let's just go all in on this project. Um, let's, you know, let's take all the stops. Let's go all the way, you know? So let's record with someone that, you know, we really want to record with, you know, and like make an effort to do those kinds of things, you know? So uh, we recorded that EP with Kyle Black and um, Raul, he goes by uh, Riff Audio. Um, mm-hmm. He produced the record. And, um, you know, we really liked the vibe between those two guys, uh, especially uh, Raul, because, you know, he's like a really passionate person. And, um, you know, like, he made sure that we were really comfortable in the studio and, um, you know, helped us kind of like arrange these songs too. And, uh, you know, help him like really come bringing them to life, you know? So um, I feel like making that record was kind of like proved to ourselves, like proved to ourselves that like, yo, like we can actually make things happen, you know, if, if we want them to, you know? So, you know, like that, that was like a launching point, um, you know, for the steps that kind of followed, you know, like whether it be, um, trying our best to film a music video for like every song possible that we want to, you know, or shooting bigger and better content, you know? And uh, I feel like that, that just really gave us the courage to do those kinds of things, you know? And um, yeah, so it was, it was actually a really important record for us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for fans maybe, or, you know, people that are just now discovering you, um, one of the things I always like to kind of, bring to light is the DIY aspect of it. You know, you guys are um, not on a label or anything really yet. You don't have, you know, the quote unquote blank checkbook. So talk a little bit about what goes into that for you guys, you know, arranging music videos and studio time and doing all these things DIY um, to help build that awareness. Man, yeah, well, that's all our know, drummer like. <laughs> Yeah, you know what, like, I don't know, man, like, I think, like, just going DIY is, like, part of, like, our DNA, you know, because I feel like we all come from different styles of music, you know, and, you know, if you want to make something happen, you got to just 
you know, go for it and do yourself. And, um, you know, we do things like try to empower ourselves to make things happen, you know, like, uh, Bueno, he does like photography and so do I, you know, and like Rob's really good at like, you know, building physical things, you know, and like Mike's just really good at organizing, you know, like he's like the fucking mastermind at planning things out and like, make sure like they come to life, you know? Um, so doing that kind of stuff and just having that, you know, like that, that certain like work ethic that we all have together, um, just helps us make these things come to life, you know, and also like building relationships with other people, you know, um, Kilo is the person who, uh, helped us film our, um, our, our first, um, music video, you know, and he was just so passionate about doing it. And, you know, like, I feel like being surrounded by people that like believe in you and you believe in them and, you know, also having the ability to like fund it yourself. Like, you know, it's just like a launching pad for success. I feel. Yeah, I was talking with what Manny said there. It, it, it takes a lot of a lot of moving parts to put everything together. It's not just one person holding all the weight. Well, we definitely take a lot of pride in that we all individually contribute to the band in one way or another, all in different ways, though, and that kind of creates the bigger picture. Everybody we work with, from photography to video to producing and mixing, they're all all handpicked, and we don't we don't work with anybody just because we're doing it because they're the right people to work with, and that speaks volumes to how far you're going to get. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I've, I've talked to a lot of artists about is, you know, as you start to become more successful in the music industry, unfortunately, that's where a lot of the old cliche type uh, horror stories are true is, you know, people start putting their hand out, they see the value and they're wanting you to give them money because they have all these, these promises and whatnot. And really, they're just trying to take advantage and ride coattails. Whereas if you yeah. go through the DIY stage and build your team and make sure that it is people that are invested in your band and care about you guys as people, as well as a band, that's where you're going to flourish even more. Yeah, we, we've heard all the horror stories. We've been in LA, so we, we know the, the horrors that are out there. And oh, yeah. Avoid those, because they're out there and they're, they're trying to get you in every corner. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have to dog any one of them specifically, but being in L.A., uh, you know, the there's certain venues that people maybe aren't aware of. It's super popular in the, the California music scene that in order to play at certain venues, the band actually has to pay the venue um, yep. to, to be on a bill. And that's one of those things where, like, it's, again these people that promise great things because, oh, this venue's iconic, so your name's going to get bigger just by being here, but you're going to pay us to play there instead of us paying you. Yeah, those situations, like, super unfortunate, you know, and, like, um, it's kind of hard to change those kinds of things when, um, you know, like, the whole industry and, you know, music venues across the board are kind of like that, you know, but you know, building your community and your fan base, like, like you said, like doing a DIY and like building a strong following and like a true connection with people. Like when you do that and you have people that will come to your shows, like you can, you know, leverage that kind of stuff, you know? <clears throat> so, you know, like doing a DIY and, you know, like uh, really showing people that you're about what you're doing, like, well, you know, like show people that they can believe in you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's the important part is, you know, there's a 
a point in time in every band's you know life if you will that switch hits where people stop looking at it as a hobby and they start looking at it as a, a potential career um and once that switch happens within the band i think the surrounding people start wanting to support more because they they understand that you know it's not just a oh we do this on weekends and you know we could stop if we wanted to it's like this is my life and this is what i want to do true yeah nailed it that's, that's pretty much the approach i always try to take i mean we're all adults here working full-time jobs we have lives and we're busy but the one thing that's kept us together is we practice every week for three years straight without taking a week off and that's really hard to do with four people's schedules and we definitely take pride in that it's, it's not easy to do but we're, we're here we're committed and we're ready yeah and it, honestly it's we all see eye to eye on everything you know and uh you know, let, let's be honest, you know, being in a band is basically like having four girlfriends, you know, three, four, five girlfriends. Everybody yeah. has a part. Everybody wants to be part of it. Everybody, you know what I mean? So everyone's got to be happy. And I think that the past experiences, horror stories that we had before with previous projects and, you know, just unfortunate events. I think, you know, we came to the point where we're like, you know what, like, this is an honest drive that we all have. We all see it in each other. You know, like when we get together, it's like nothing forced. It's all, you know, it's genuine, you know? And I think that comes across with the music and the live stage show, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. I, I think that's just, that's just a big thing. And people see that, you know? And then we're, like you said, we're doing all DIY. This is like, this goes back to like old school punk rock roots. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, doing everything yourself, you know, pushing it through. And then, you know, we have a little, we have a little army here, you know what I mean? Like, and we're just trying to like push it, keep going, man. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I think that's the, it's the punk rock ethos, right? Like, you know, back in the day with warp tour and things like that, like there were plenty of bands that followed warp tour around. They weren't playing on warp tour they were just trying to hustle and sell their cds to the line yep. and things like that and um that's where you really kind of separate the you know we'll go toxic masculinity here that's where you yep. separate the men from the boys but you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. it really is Very showing true, who's man. got the drive to do this yeah. Yeah, if i grew up on a generation like when i was in high school when i was i started passing out flyers to show probably when i was 13 started playing live shows at 14 it was just it was that one thing where I always felt at home and taking that DIY punk approach at just such a young age, it really helped me learn the industry quick. So now that we're, you know, doing it now, we we've seen it from the inside out and have a whole whole new perspective. We're not we're not fifteen year olds passing out flyers anymore. It's just a whole different game. <laughs> but, yeah, I I took a I took a break from uh this is Robert. This yeah, I took a break from music for a while and uh, I feel like music didn't speak to me as I as it used to be. And uh, took a break from all the noise, and yeah, I just felt like I was that missing puzzle wasn't was missing, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, like music pumped through my veins, and I really missed that. And now I, I picked up a guitar, I surrounded by my friends again, and I was like, man, fuck, like I miss this shit. And I, yeah. and every day seems brand new, like with 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 my boys playing this shit i love it yeah yeah and you know i think 
it's one of the it's a little ironic but you know you mentioned passing out flyers outside of venues and stuff like that like if you want to learn how to deal with rejection that's the way to do it because you're gonna <laughs> bro it's so hard yeah, yeah and i'm not good at that <laughs> you know how hard it is to like print like a flyer and then like you go pass it out and then you turn your back and you had another one then you turn back around and it's up the floor you're like bro i spent money on that <laughs> it looks yeah, cool it, it's okay it's though, insane we've been too, through it we've yeah been, you gotta have to grow yeah <laughs> <laughs> It, it, I think later. it also helps you identify your fan base, right? Or your potential fan base. Cause you start noticing the patterns in that as well of like, okay, so that dude dropped, you know, the flyer that we gave him, but this dude didn't what, you know, what's the difference. And subconsciously, I think you start making those connections of like, I know who's potentially open to hear what we have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need- you know, and that's like that's part of the, the hard work that goes into it. You know, you and you know sometimes I think it's like so so it's like magic how like bands are even successful. You know, it's like whoa, this is like this is fucking special. You know, like it's hard work. <laughs> you know, but um, you know it can be done. You know, yeah. You try hard. If you try hard. Enough. Um, right, and that that's the thing. I think you know so often younger bands or newer bands it doesn't even matter about the age really i guess just newer bands don't always realize you know you don't start opening up for state champs all-time low somebody like that like you're gonna play some fucking basement shows if you want <laughs> yeah to we're doing all the yeah. basements around alex the next one <laughs> someone's a basement thing near you that's where you got to start, and that's absolutely correct. You can't run off, you can't jump off running, and a lot of a lot of younger men definitely don't realize that, and it burns them out quickly. But you got to stick with it and know know where you want to be, and you got to make your place in the industry. You know, there's enough room for yeah. every band out there. They just, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Yep. And you know, I've got plenty of stories like this because I've been doing music journalism for almost 20 years now. But I remember seeing the Wonder Years play in a church basement locally here. Uh, I'm I'm an hour north of Indianapolis. And like that was obviously over a decade ago now at this point. But seeing someone as big as the Wonder Years playing in a fucking church basement, (laughs) total cap in that basement was like 100 people. And now look at these motherfuckers, you know, and it's just it shows that the work's there. No, you know what, man? I feel that too, man. Because, like, um, where we're from, there was this venue called the Showcase Theater. And, like, man, that venue R. was R. popping. Um, especially, R. like, R. in the early, like, oh, like, you know, odds, like, Atreyu and, like, Suicide Silence. Like, they, like, literally play there, like, all the time. Like, yeah. there were local bands there. Bleak 182, and, like, AFI dude. back in the day. Yeah, bro. It's yeah. legendary, bro. And you go, like, to that venue and you're like, man, I could do this too, you know? Because you saw them. And then, like, now later on, you see, like, like the band, like, Suicide Silence. Or, huge you know yeah for sure um so let's talk a little bit about the the plans right like obviously the dream is win the lottery so that you can do whatever the fuck you want in music but (laughs) realistically uh what what's 2023 look like you guys just dropped a new single you're obviously pushing for the next goal what does that next goal look like for you guys 
So yeah, we actually have three new singles pretty much already recorded. Um, the goal pretty much this year, we're releasing a single about every two months, um, easing back into shows. We're trying to branch out of the SoCal area and more into California. And ultimately, the goal is tour, tour, tour full time. That's, that's what we want to be doing. We want to play shows. We want to reach our audience. And we want to make friends out here. And we're not going to stop until we get there. Yeah. Talk a little bit about, you know, we've kind of touched on it, I guess, or danced around it, maybe. Talk a little bit about the saturation level in the LA scene, because that may be something people don't really realize. You know, we talk about major markets and stuff like that, but the LA scene is almost so saturated with every genre of music that it's really hard to navigate those waters, right? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 has been, it has been a funky time to start a new band in LA to face off of that premise. Yeah. Um, it's almost like everyone's trying to do the same thing all at once in the same place. And it definitely has created a weird saturation in the market, but at the same time, it's showing that the people want this kind of music. It's just, how do you find them? How do you find the right audience? And how do you break through that saturation? That's, that's what we're working on. Haven't figured it out quite yet, but we're, we're, we're trying. Yeah, you know what? Like, when there's, like, fierce competition, like, it just forces you to be better or try to be better, you know? So, that's like, it. I honestly feel like every time we play a show, like, it's like we're going to battle. Like, you know, like, it's not like we're in competition with the other bands. It's more like to ourselves, you know, with ourselves, you know, like, yeah. yo, we're, we can do it. We're fucking better, you know, like we can play a good show, you know, and uh, um, I agree. Yeah, I feel like I feel every like... time it's a fire in her, but yeah, sure. I think it's like a friendly competition. Yeah, I... so to say. So, yeah, I, I think there's definitely, I mean, you have to be somewhat competitive with the other bands, but at the same time, sure. you know, yeah. There's, there's the old saying that a rising tide lifts all ships. So, you know, as long as the scene is thriving, we can all succeed here. We just have to yeah. try to do this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we navigate our way through it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, being DIY and, you know, we touched on the music video thing and, and whatnot. Talk a little bit about how much uh, time and resources go into that because Again, as a DIY artist, there's not some label that just says, "Hey, we lined up a uh, you know a videographer for you. We've got this set, whatever." Talk about what really goes into filming a music video for you guys. Oh man, yeah, well, uh, it's like us, just like we just got to utilize like our resources, you know, like like our personal knowledge, and then like you know, like the people in our immediate circle that like know how to do it, you know, and trying to build something awesome together. But it, yeah. it was, it's kind of just like connecting all the dots, you know. So for the music video, first you got to have the song. So it starts off with the song. Um, we started writing with Steve Klein back in October 2021. And we came to him after Gloomy Eyes because we wanted to, you know, work with a fresh producer. And he kind of helped us to find our sign and create a song that we love. So after we had the song finished, we um, started talking to a music video director named Casey Weber. He does visual effects. And then we had our in-house uh, videographer do everything. So we're basically just kind of finding all the pieces of the puzzle putting it together the end result we definitely love how it came out and i'm very proud of it yeah for sure and i think you know the the big thing for fans and new listeners to kind of realize around that is um you know it's not just a the band it's not just a five-man team like it takes a team 
to put together a good quality EP, song, video, all of that. And I think sometimes fans, and especially when people discover a new band, they get that kind of why aren't they popular yet or you know why aren't they bigger yet type of mentality and it's just because the right people haven't fallen into the right places yet yeah there's definitely an ocean of band we have to try to like push through so it's 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 hard but we're uh, figuring that out just like you said before we're being organic and just trying to push through with that and you got you got to keep it up too. It's like just because one video flops and doesn't get a ton of views doesn't mean your next one will. No band blows up with their first single, and that's one thing that we're aware of and we've noticed. A lot of the bands surviving now, like you mentioned, the Wonder Years. I remember I opened for them back in 2008. I was in a called The Pit in Jacksonville, Florida. My my local band was all playing with them, and to see where they're at now and to see where I was back 10, 15 years ago, it's like it can happen. It's just I didn't try to make it happen. I lost the drive and the passion over the you know 2010s and. It's good to be rejuvenated back in it, you know, and, and seeing the success around the scene overall. Yeah, and I, I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier on kind of finding the right pieces because the most important yeah. pieces to find are the band. So not knocking yeah, your previous cool. project or anything, but like if you don't have the right bandmates around you, it doesn't matter how much you want it. It's not going to get there. That's yeah, very so true. hard. Can't argue that. Um, yeah, we pretty so, we pretty much drop everything to keep keep the the engine going to this band. <laughs> like everything <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and that that's what that's what's going to bond you guys, and you know, allow you to consistently elevate you know your own talent and your own uh, ambitions as well. Is you know, it sounds like you guys are very much on the same page and have these conversations about what the future looks like. And again, I think newer bands, whether they're young kids or people that just decided that they wanted to put a band together, don't always talk it out that far. And then, you know, life gets in the way and they go, oh, maybe maybe the band's going to be the first thing I sacrifice. And it's like, but why is the band the first thing you sacrifice? Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that helps us bond the most is every decision that we make, we make as a band. We're not, we're not posting any promos. We're not doing anything unless all four of us in the end would agree. Whereas most bands, you have your management team, you have your booking agent, you have all these other moving parts where one person has the final say, you know, and if someone doesn't like it, then it's not happening. But um, collectively as a group for us, the DIY element is we don't do anything unless we all agree on it. And that's, that's something that helps keep our positivity going. And, you know, just definitely builds that camaraderie that you need in a band. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's say perfect world, you know, let's say the, the song blows up, you know, TikTok or whatever, somehow, you know, the, the listeners just come flooding in, uh, what would a perfect tour look like for you guys? Um, if it, you were doing a full national run tomorrow, who would you want to be on the road with? Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, but I'm going with probably Blink 182 Fall Out Boy and State Champs. You can't get more pop punk than that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be dope. Damn. Yeah, well, pretty much anything Blink and then, or I don't know, like I want to be in that, yeah, like that Blink tour with fucking Turnstile. Like, Ooh, yeah, I'll play, I'll play yeah. any of those dates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much that's before you want to jump on. Yep. Blink and Turnstile are Blink and Story so far. 
We'll take either. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, there. I luckily scored some tickets. I did it secondhand, so you know I overpaid, but uh, <laughs> scored some tickets to go see that there. show. <laughs> um, yeah, it's insane. Um, so, kind of said that you've got some singles in the in the chamber, if you will, ready to to release over the next couple months, things like that. Um, are you working on, or you know, again? only say what you want to say about this but are you working towards a full album are you doing another ep is it just kind of singles for the time being to you know get your feet under you what's the the vision yeah. right now we're, we're 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 playing the single game we realized through gloomy eyes dropping three songs as at once as a brand new band probably wasn't the best strategy looking at you know what most bands are doing is you see you know a full like come out but you're also seeing five or six singles released five months, one month, you know, or the you know, actual LP comes out. So we're, we're definitely playing the single game right now as opposed to doing another EP. But uh, eventually we'd love to do a full length. That's probably, you know, 2024. But hey, we'll get there eventually. But this year is all about the single. Yeah, I agree on that. Yeah. So... You guys primarily are in, in SoCal. Where are some venues that, um, if less listeners are in that area, where can they potentially check you out? Obviously, we'll link socials. We'll talk about that at the end. But uh, you know, what, what kind of venues are you guys playing right now? Yeah, so we've actually been playing a lot of the local SoCal emo nights. Um, we just did emo night Riverside over at the Hideaway out in Riverside, California. We'll be doing Pomona emo night at the DBA 256 right on Main Street. And then around LA, we, we play, well, we did a chain reaction in Orange County. Um, but yeah, pretty much a lot of the smaller venues all around, you know, San Bernardino, Riverside, and Hollywood area. So. Um, I think that's basically what I have for you guys for this conversation. I'm sure we're going to keep talking in the future, and I'm stoked to see what else you guys have coming out. But something that I uh, literally just started today, I last night bought a game called Hot Takes, and it's actually a little like party game, but this is, I've never been good at closing questions other than the whole social media thing, which we'll get to. So I'm going to ask one of the Hot Takes cards, and I want to hear everybody's opinion on, on the Hot Take, okay? All right. Okay. So the, the Hot Take, it's kind of like Cards Against Humanity, but obviously a little bit different. Uh, the hot take on this card is that it is totally okay to pee in the shower. It's asking if you agree or disagree with that. Uh, I agree. I agree. This is, we're yeah. conscious is this on Not someone or just, just going in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> It, it doesn't specify if anybody's in there with you. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess I guess it depends how you're peeing in the shower, just like letting it hang and not being like cautious about it. Or are you actually directing? <laughs> or directing you have the, a, it's got to be directed for, of course. Yeah. Or, 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 or you have athlete's foot and you pissed on it, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah. Like uh, I yeah. try to direct for, in the drain, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I'm going to do one more just because these are ridiculous and they're fun. So um, the next one we'll do. See, I don't think I don't see this as a hot take. I think this is just facts. But tap water is better than Dasani. 
I have to like, I fuck drink. the thought. <laughs> the world. Don't drink it. I don't know. Yeah, I have like a reverse osmosis system in my house. So I just drink the yeah. fucking water. <laughs> we have salt water in my house. No. <laughs> water should not stay when you open it like Dasani. There, there's something wrong there. Yeah. That is still water. That is, Dasani tastes <laughs> like the plastic bottle that it's in. Yeah, I, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Microplastics. Yep. <laughs> it is in your gut, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely so uh with that i think that kind of brings us to to the end of this particular conversation um like i said we'll definitely stay in touch i want to see more of what you guys are doing i'm i'm really stoked on the sound and and what you guys are you know pushing towards um again obviously i'll link all the social medias and stuff but what's the best place for people to to find you and interact yeah so all our social media at dream racer ca so CA as in California, the um, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those guys. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think that's everything I've got for you. So um, it's, again, great time talking to you guys. Really appreciate you getting the whole band together. Um, I think it's always more fun because you get the full picture this way. Uh, exactly, so, yeah. you know, really appreciate you guys taking time on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I'll keep you posted on uh, when this goes live and everything, and we'll talk soon, Great. okay? All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yep. Thank you, Have a good night. Yeah. Bye. Bye. And that was my conversation with the guys in Dream Racer. Uh, again, really hope that you guys enjoyed that. Huge shout-out to them for... Uh, all finding time in their schedule to link up and do that conversation. Um, really enjoyed getting all the different perspectives and things like that. I think that, you know, this band is um, poised to really start making waves and, and gaining traction over the next six months to a year. Um that's a very arbitrary number. Uh, I have nothing to base that on. I'm just telling you that I can see there's definitely something here. It's just a matter of time for them to blow up. And I think, you know, hopefully you guys are, are heading over to their stuff. Um, as always, we'll have their social medias and everything linked in the description of the podcast. But hopefully you go over, you know, like their page, follow them, whatever, uh, and listen to their music playlist um things like that all those things help algorithms and you know it it definitely is the easiest way for free to support a band and hopefully get their um attention drawn to them so that they can you know perform shows in your area and things like that so um yeah that's everything for this episode guys Huge shout out. Really appreciate it. Um, thank you guys so much for everything you do for this podcast. And that's really everything I've got this week. So, uh, as always, remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene. <laughs>